we're back. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Holy City Hoops podcast. Almost welcome back to college basketball season. If you're a returning listener from last season, thank you so much for tuning back in and helping us find our audience last year. If you're new here, CFC Basketball is what we talk about. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts is where you can find us. HolyCityHoops.com as well. That's where we'll post new episodes alongside our blog where we write about CFC Hoops and on social at Holy City Hoops. The format of the show is simple. Each week we'll be joined by someone affiliated with the program, whether that's a player, a coach, an administrator, maybe a media person or a fan, and we'll discuss what's going on around the team. We'll recap games, we'll preview games, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on elsewhere in the Colonial Athletic Association, and it should be a good year for the Cougs. Most of the preseason publications and bracketologists have the Cougars at the top of the standings in their projections, so we're excited to follow the team this year. We hope you'll subscribe and follow along with us. This being the first episode of Season 2, we're going to give you a little two-for-one. Two guests today, first up. We have the leading score for the Cougars last season, Grant Riller. We talked about how his summer went. He was hanging out with Chris Paul up in Winston-Salem at the Elite Guard Camp. And we talk about Grant's goals for the upcoming season, team goals. And if you followed Grant's career, you probably know that he has a chance this season to not only be one of the leading scorers in the country, but potentially break Charleston's all-time scoring mark. So we talk a little bit about how important that would be for him and just how his game is evolving and what he expects out of his senior season. After that, a guest who needs no introduction, it's the head coach of the Charleston men's basketball team, Earl Grant. He makes his return to the show. Uh, If you remember last year, coach came on to preview the season, and he gives a pretty in-depth rundown today of all the returning players, um, his thoughts on the upcoming schedule. He talked about the development of some of the younger players, and a number of different topics. So we always appreciate when Coach Grant makes time for us. So we'll get right to it. First up, Grant Riller, followed by Coach Earl Grant, here on the Holy City Hoops podcast. Making his debut on the Holy City Hoops podcast, we've got Grant Riller. What's up, man? Nothing much. Just chilling. What's going on? Just chilling. Year five for you. Hard to believe, right? I know. It feels like yesterday I I stepped foot on campus. It's, It's crazy how how fast it's gone, but I'm excited to be here for my fifth year. Yeah, well, I want to take it back to last April. Early April is right after the Final Four. You made an announcement on Instagram that you were returning to the Cougars this year. In today's world, with grad transfers, with guys testing the NBA waters, there was some speculation, but you put it to bed real quick. So I just want to know, you know what went into your decision and, and why did you decide to announce it so early? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I could have graduated last year, but my workload would have been so much. So it was probably a better option to spread it out over five years. And at the same time, I seen people talking about it. I never had any intentions of leaving at all. Uh, I always planned on doing my fifth year here. So I'm just excited to come back and, and get started. That's great. We're, we're excited to have you back for sure. You had a, a busy summer. I know you were up at the CP3 Elite Guard Camp. What'd you learn from being up there? I learned a lot. It was a great experience. Uh, CP3 and his team do a great job. Uh, he's very hands-on. Uh, we've had a couple. We've done like some life lessons things. We watch film on basketball. It's just a lot uh, playing against those great guards too. I think it was just overall a great experience, and I'm happy I got to be a part of it. 
And so you get to actually meet CP3. It's not like his name is just on the on the camp. Nah, not at all. You you get to meet him. You get to play with him. You get to talk to him about life. I mean, it's very hands on, and I appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot from him because he could be doing a lot of other things, but what he does with his camp is, is special. And how did you feel you stacked up against some of those other top guards? Uh, I felt like I belonged. Um, I felt very comfortable out there. Uh, I showcased a lot of things I could do, but at the same time, there was still more that I could have showcased. Uh, but we only had three days, so I felt like I did, I did pretty good in those three days. And I know you mentioned in your interview in the first day of practice that you've been working on your shooting, your three-point shooting a little bit more. Is there anything else you took away from the camp that you want to keep working on this year? Uh, well, I always want to work on my overall game, but I've been focused on shooting a lot lately just because my percentages dipped a little bit last year. A lot of that had to do with confidence and, and bad shot selection a little bit. So I've been working on that all summer for the most part, and I expect to see a lot of improvement in that area. Nice. And going into this year, what are your individual goals and what do you think are, are the team goals? Individual goals? I've, I haven't really even thought about it. Uh, Obviously, player of the year and all that stuff would be nice. Uh, but at the same time, I came back uh, for for team goals. Um, anything short of a championship is, is kind of a, a letdown in a sense. Um, that's what I came back for. That's what coaches preaching every day. That's what the players want. So that's what I'm here for is that championship. Right on. And now you didn't mention it, so I'm going to mention it. Something that I saw my senior year at Charleston, which was Andrew Gaudelock breaking the all-time scoring mark at the school. We know that you're on pace to to maybe hit it. It might depend on how many games you get to play and how healthy you stay, but has that ever crossed your mind about maybe getting that all-time record at the school and how important is it to you? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. like it, It's not important at all to me. Uh, obviously, it would be cool because it's something you can reflect back on in the future and be excited about, but this current day and age, like it, it's... It means nothing to me, uh, regardless of the fact if I got it or not. I feel like my time at Charleston was a good run. Uh, and Andrew's a great player. So even if I don't break it, I mean, I don't know. It's in good hands. Would it mean more to just surpass your teammates, Joe Chile and Jarrell Brantley? Oh, uh, that, w- that would be kind of funny, actually. Cause <laughs> I, could, I could talk to them about it, talk crap to them about it a little bit. But yeah, that would be cool. Exactly, exactly. It, it, it means more when it's those guys. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about this year's team. Uh, obviously, Jarrell, Nick, and Marquise are gone. So how do you see your role changing a little bit? And, you know, the guys around you, how do you see their roles changing? Oh, well, my role has changed a lot. Uh, everybody's looking to me to be a, a big-time leader, which I'm feeling comfortable doing right now. Uh, I'm excited about that part. Uh, as far as the team goes, a lot of guys are about to get more opportunity than they have in the past, but everybody's been working hard. I feel like a lot of people are ready for this opportunity. They waited basically their whole career for this opportunity, and I feel like they're going to deliver. I feel like you made a, a big leap in your passing last year. Uh, I think you always kind of had it in your repertoire, but with Marquise and with Joe, you know, you never really had to be the pass-first guy. Do you feel like that's a part of your game that's that's still evolving, and is it something that's scouts at the next level want you to work on yeah it's definitely evolving I think it's a part of my game too that that would catch scouts off guard mm-hmm. um my first couple years here 
uh, it was kind of a blessing to play off ball so much with Joe and Marquise because I got to learn so many reads and so many different ball screen actions and different passing reads from them. So after soaking that up for a couple of years and when I got my opportunity to play point a little bit, I kind of got to showcase that a little bit. A couple things from from last season really stand out to me. You had a couple plays on Sports Center. You had the scoring battle on Valentine's Day with uh, Justin Wright Foreman. Is there a moment or a, a game that from last year that kind of stands out in your mind? Um, if if I had to pick one, uh, it would probably be that game against Memphis or UAB mm-hmm. down in Orlando. Probably because it it just means so much to me. Just playing in front of my family and, and friends and, and getting to play well. Uh, that first game we played LSU, uh, I didn't play too well. Uh, they trapped me off every ball screen, made it hard. So I kind of felt bad uh, playing in front of my friends and family and not having the best game. So coming to play the next two games and, and being able to play well and win in front of them, it meant a lot to me. And you get to go back to Orlando this year. Are you excited about the UCF game? Definitely excited. I'll have tons of people there watching me. So I just can't wait to go back home one more time and, and get to play in front of them. Yeah, yeah. There were some great crowd shots of uh, of your parents during the UAB at Memphis games. Yeah, that were pretty great. <laughs> I know. My mom, it's hard for my mom to watch the game a lot of the time. <laughs> she's been doing that forever. I know it's the first time a lot of people have seen it, but she's been doing that forever. Oh. So there's some new guys on the team, um, a couple freshmen. Can you give us a little uh, scouting report on those guys? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we got four freshmen. Uh, I'll start off with Brandon Tucker, about 6'3", guard, combo guard, very electric in transition, uh, extreme athleticism. He still has a lot to learn, just like every freshman, but I think even this year he could help us out in a lot of ways. Uh, he'll definitely bring electricity to, to the arena that a lot of people would love to see, so that would be good for him. Uh, we have another guard, Trayvon Reddish, probably about 6'4", PG, Kind of a pass first guard. I don't know if you remember Peyton Holsey at all, but it's so funny you say that because every description I've heard of Trayvon Reddish is like he's a big guard. He can post little guards up. I'm like, is this guy like a Peyton Holsey clone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like the, their their game resembles each other so much, it's crazy. And then we got a uh, another freshman named D'Angelo Epps. He's more of a three four, kind of undersized for the four four position, but. His work ethic and how hard he crashes the glass kind of makes it okay for him to play that position. Uh, I think I think he'll help us a lot too this year, just with his energy. Uh, he's one of those guys that don't really care about scoring or all those type of things. He just wants to do the dirty work, and I feel like uh, we'll need that. And then we got we got one more freshman. Uh, he won't be able to play this year after red shirt, but his name is Dontavious King. Probably about six eight, two forty, big kid. Uh, in the future, uh, he's going to be a great player. Uh, definitely has the chance to kind of resemble Jarrell in a sense, like body type and motor and those things. But he's very versatile. Uh, so I, I like the recruiting class we got, and especially for the future. But for this year, I definitely think those three, those first three I named can help us out a lot. So between you, Richard, and now Tucker, I think there's more bounce on this team than any I can remember. Yeah, I know, and those two are those two are killing me now. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm back to the to the back end when it comes to those two. But yeah, those guys. I've, I've, I mean, Rashard last year we we remember his game against JMU, and he had some electric plays. Yeah. And uh, I think we're all excited to see this year's class as well. Definitely.
So guys like that, I mean, now you being the the elder statesman on the team, what kind of stuff are you trying to pass down to to the younger players? I just want to pass down to them is to be a team guy. Uh, in this day and age, it's so it's so easy to fall into that me 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 trap uh, with social media and all those things. But if you're a team guy first, everything will take care of itself. But that's the main thing I try to preach to those guys. Regardless of how many minutes you play your first year, as long as you're a team guy, everything will take care of itself. Right. So now we have our, our scouting reports. We're looking ahead to next season. I mean, what are you most excited for? Like particular matchup, um, you know, a, a trend you're seeing on the, the game plans or, or anything like that? What, what has you most excited? Uh, I'm just excited to showcase my, my ability even more at the point guard position. Um, I think I'll get a lot of minutes there this year. I'm excited to show people that I can actually lead a basketball team to, to not only wins, but, but to play the right way and, and look like a real unit out there. Nice. All right, my last question for you, Grant. Your last name lends itself to a lot of different nicknames, and I want to get it from you what your preferred nickname is. And if you don't mind, I'm going to throw out some suggestions. Most of them terrible, but I just want to <laughs> get right, a read yeah. on which ones you like or which one you, you have a preference for. So obviously, right. Grant Thriller is the classic. Yeah. You've had that one since your freshman year. We've got Gorilla Rilla, Trill Rill, Grill and Chill, or Ghostface Riller. Oh, I like that Ghostface Riller. <laughs> I like that one. That's my, that that's my favorite, too. kind of ring to it. Yeah, I'm definitely rolling with that one. All right, all right. I'll start I'll start printing up t-shirts. Oh, yeah, I'm going to need a t-shirt, definitely. You know, the good thing about these is that if you don't like any of them, we can just give them to Sam Miller because his <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, true. They, they all apply. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, Grant. Well, thanks for your time today, man. Best of luck this season, and uh, can't wait to see you in the first game. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me come on. I love the podcast. I love the Twitter page. I appreciate all the support as well as the other guys. So appreciate you so much. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you again to Ghostface Riller for his time today. Our next guest is the head coach of the Charleston men's basketball team, Earl Grant. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing well. Did you have a good summer? Pretty good. Pretty good. Wasn't long enough, but um, I did enjoy some time with my family. And, and obviously, we had a good summer with the players being here. Um, so I think all in all, it was a, it was a pretty good summer. Well, you got a nice uh, sturdy branch off the old coaching tree with Coach Q getting the gig at uh, Presbyterian. I imagine you must be very proud. Yeah, I was happy for him. You know, I was happy for him. And, you know, obviously uh, Q was with me. Coach Coach Quentin was with me for uh, four years, five years, five years. He was with me for five years from day one and really did a good job in recruiting and and uh, reinforcing kind of our values to the players and and being somebody that uh, that you can trust to work hard every day and, and and put his heart and soul into the job. And so it was nice to see him get rewarded um, with the job at Presbyterian. And I know that he'll do a good job. Are you guys going to schedule a, a home and home so we can uh, get a little rematch between you two? Uh, we hadn't talked about it yet. You know, sometimes when you got good friends, you, you, you'd rather not uh, schedule that game because... Uh, you talk all the time on the phone, and uh, if you start playing each other, you, you may not talk as much. And so um, we hadn't talked about playing each other yet, 
but that may be something in the future. Yeah, I remember you uh, after the Wichita State game. I, I feel like you didn't love the idea of, of going up against your your old buddy, uh, Greg Marshall. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it was nice to go back to uh, that arena, Charles Coke Arena, because when I when I coached there, it was one of those places where, you know, you really couldn't hear yourself think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so loud. It was so many people there, passionate fans. And so I was I was excited to go back, but I also was excited to go back with some of our fans and some of our supporters so they can see that uh, as we continue to try to build this program at the College of Charleston, they can see that and, and know that obviously we're making a lot of progress here with, with the things we're doing with our facilities and getting people in the games. You know, we're getting great crowds now, but I wanted them to see that and uh, be a part of that experience too as we continue to try to find ways to make uh, College of Charleston, you know, uh, a better place and a special job, which is it's already is, but we can be better. So I think it was a great trip. Uh, certainly didn't love going against Greg Marshall. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I call out a play and I call out a play and he knew exactly what it was. And he called out a play <laughs> and I knew exactly what it was. We were running right. the same place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got some new coaches kind of backfilling Coach Q and, and some other guys. I imagine you're you're still in the process of, you know, teaching them what you're trying to do, but from an optimistic standpoint, do you at least are you getting like new feedback from like a fresh set of eyes on on coaches coming in? Well, we got a great staff. We we're very fortunate to um go out and hire some good coaches. You know, we took uh, three new guys because obviously when Quentin got the job, he took coach Trey Meyer with him, mm-hmm. who was my director of player development he did a lot of quality control or self-scout for us to make you know come up with some ideas watch film on ways we can be better and then uh ben corin who was my manager and got bumped up to video and ended up being an operations guy for me he, he went to presbyterian as well so i lost three guys but i was mm-hmm. so fortunate to go out and hire some amazing coaches you know i I got an operations guy, Luke Simons, who came from Vanderbilt, and he was uh, at Valparaiso before that. So he's had a unique experience working with athletes in action for eight years before getting into college and and uh, unbelievable organizer and, and a lot of international travel experience. Uh, so, you know, so he was a great addition for us. And then we got Eric Wilson from North Carolina Central. Uh, he had been at Central for the last three years, they had went to three NCAA tournaments. Yeah, great so program. He was used to winning. Yeah, he was used to winning. And uh, and I knew him from Western Carolina. He worked for an unbelievable coach in Larry Hunter. God bless the dead. Passed away a couple of years ago. But that was his college coach. He worked for him. And they did a great job at Western Carolina when he was there. And then Anthony Johnson, a guy that I met as when he was a student at Clemson. Uh, he had been in the profession for five years. And he was working last year with uh, Texas Tech as a uh, graduate assistant uh, slash research assistant. So, you know, I brought in three guys that had a unique perspective and uh, they've done a lot to bring new ideas to the program. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, everybody's from a great, a great program and, um, you know, we're, we're obviously happy that they're here. Um, so you're going into year six now, uh, which is hard to believe. 
Um, Hard to believe. I know you've you've seen guys graduate, leave the program, but this past May, it felt a little bit different. Uh, I don't want to say it's like the end of an era, but to see guys who were kind of the nucleus of your rebuild when you got here, Jarrell and Marquise, uh, obviously Grant was part of that too, but is there... Did your perspective change at all when, you know, you see those guys who you sold on the program, uh, they come in, they win a championship, and then they walk across the cistern and get their degree? Did that kind of hit you differently than than in years past? Um, Yeah, you know, it did. It did. It hit me pretty good because, you know, that was my first recruiting class, you know, but I inherited uh, a group of guys that were special as well. So it was emotional to see them leave too the year before, but but with Jarrell and and Marquise and and Nick Harris, it, it was just nice to see them get their degree uh, to kind of come to some completion of their journey as a student athlete here at the College of Charleston. So they all got their degree. I was really really proud of that, um, and so Grant should have been in that class as well, but obviously redshirted the year. Um, so I, I was just proud. I was proud of them. My perspective has changed a little bit. You know, the one thing I notice is with that group, the Jarrell and the, uh, the Nick and the Marquis, and obviously Grant was a part of it. Um, we had went through some tough times. Yeah. And so sometimes when you go through tough times and you find success, you can appreciate that success much better. Uh, and this group that I have now, is unbelievably talented, probably one of the deeper teams that I've had, one of the more athletic teams. Uh, you know, it's a really good group, you know, but they didn't experience some of those, uh, you know, tough games early on, you know, in my first few years here as a coach. But but it is a special group, and I'm excited about, you know, continuing to work with these guys and teach them how to compete. But we got a nucleus who've had a lot to do with building this program. Right. Right. So a, a guy like Jarrell, where do you feel his absence the most a few days into practice? Is it like vocalness? Is it, you know, physicality? Is it on the court, yeah, off the court? Yeah. Uh, you know, some of his uh some of his vocalness, you know, some of it was how much of a gym rat he was. You know, sometimes he he beat me to the office a few times, he'll be in the gym shooting. And so, uh, and then obviously he had a big loud voice in practice now. Right. And so, and he had good energy to himself and, and every now and again, you had to tell him, Hey, stop talking. But, <laughs> right. uh, but he had good energy and good life. So I think that's the thing I missed the most. Right. So looking ahead to this season, um, you know, reading some of the preview magazines and, you know, some of the predictions on, on how things are going to go. I, I had forgotten that the CAA was actually the last two seasons has led the country in offensive efficiency. And I know that since day one, you've always preached defense, rebounding, taking care of the ball. Have you noticed, has that gotten any harder with, you know, just the direction that the league is going with such an offensive focus? No, not really. Um, I think, you know, as the league, as the scoring went up, you know, our scoring went up as well. You know, we kind of adapted to it, you know. So every year we averaged a few more points. Uh, we didn't turn it over a lot. Got a lot of transition baskets. And so I think we've adapted to the league. Now, we still don't we still don't score as much as some of these teams. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't stay in the 80s a lot. We're more high 60s, mid-70s in most of our games. But, 
I'm still convinced you win with defense and rebounding and taking care of the ball. I'm convinced of that. You win with playing defense, taking care of the ball, you know, rebounding the ball. That's that's how you win big. And so and you just look at what Texas Tech and Virginia did. I mean, I know both of those teams get criticized sometimes for pace and style of play, but uh, obviously uh, that pace and that style of play is good enough to get, you know, to the biggest game in college basketball. So I, I just think that we got to stay true to who we are, continue to defend and rebound now. I did learn a lot from – I learned a lot from these coaches in the league. There's some great coaches, you know, in this league, and, and one of them won't be back next year, you know, yeah. Tony Shaver. Uh, I learned a lot from him offensively. Like, he was an unbelievable offensive coach. And so I think we will be better offensively in some areas uh, from making a few changes. You know, certainly we got a lot of guys who put the ball in the basket. And our team is um, a little bit different from last year. But I think we'll be better offensively. But I want to maintain our defensive uh, mentality. And one of those guys uh, who can put the ball in the basket and somebody I thought had a really good finish to the season was Jalen McManus. And somebody whose role is definitely going to be bigger this year, it seems like. And um, I know you guys will have to play differently if he's going to slide into the spot that Jarrell used to occupy. So without giving away any specifics, I mean, how does that uh, change things for how you game plan? I don't want, I don't want Jalen to overthink it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's played eight minutes as a freshman, 16 minutes as a sophomore, 20 minutes as a senior, I mean, a junior. So, uh, so now, okay, let's go play 28 minutes. I mean, it's just, it's a normal uh, progression for him. So it's nothing new. It's just the next progression. So because of the, Playing time and being on the floor more, automatically he sh- he'll be more productive, and uh, and because of you know his role in, in our scheme now he'll probably get the ball more in some different areas, and he really just played a role we asked him to play. He was so talented, he can do so many things, uh, but he just played a role we asked him to play. Now his role will change a little bit, and we want him to play his new role well, and so. Um, but again, no overthink it. Just, you know, again, every year you play maybe six or seven more minutes and it's the same thing going to happen this year. And he just need to go out and play to the best of his ability. Right. And then also in the front court, I mean, it's going to be strange not to see Nick Harris out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a guy like Marquise who, and Jarrell who just not just came in to, to help build the program, but started, you know, since they were freshmen. So a guy like Sam Miller is a really different type of player and, and Osi and Samba are, are different types of players. So how do you see the second half of the front court kind of shaking out? Well, I think all of those guys are going to get the opportunities. Um, you know, Osinanti Smart has been around this program for four years now. And uh, he's played in the league and he's played in a, a lot of the non-conference games. He didn't play as much this year, you know, than he did the year before, you know, but the year before, Jarrell Brantley missed the first 10 games. You know, and O.C. had to, you know, play a lot. He had to help us beat, you know, some good teams. And he did that. So I think he'll have a great opportunity. He's very experienced. He understands what we're doing. He's a big athletic physical presence. And so he'll have that opportunity. Um, you know, last year, the minutes did, just did, wasn't enough minutes to play all of those guys. And then you have uh, Sam Miller to bring a different element to our team. You know, at 6'9", 240 pounds, he's athletic, uh, really shoots a higher percentage around the basket. He's a good finisher, but he's a, a good three-point shooter and a great passer. So 
his role will expand, and he had a full summer with us after just having a half of uh, a half a year before playing last season. Now that he had a full summer, and, and he can really understand what we're trying to do, I think he'll have a a, a big impact on us. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Jalen McManus, you know, which we already talked about him. But then you got Samba Njai, 6'9", 230. You know, again, didn't get a chance last year. Too many bodies, uh, so he didn't play. And then we got a few freshmen uh, that are showing some good promise at this point, too. Yeah, it seems like there's um, – you mentioned depth. And I guess you're going to just have to balance who gets to play. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a balance. But I, I expect to play a lot of these guys and, and, and get them to go out there and play with a lot of energy. Um you know, we got a lot of a lot of players that are, especially even at the wing spot, uh, a lot of players that are similar in talent and size and athleticism. So if they go out and play hard, you know, both of those guys, you know, Saquon McClooney, you know, D'Angelo Epps, you know, Jalen Richard, you know, there's three guys right there. That's just three, but you know, play hard and really get after it, they can they can do a lot of good things. Yeah. And we're 15 minutes in, we haven't even mentioned Grant Riller yet. Uh, I spoke with him earlier. He's really excited to to showcase everything he can do, and he knows that his role is going to be a little bit different. What are you kind of expecting out of him? Um, you know, again, normal normal progress. Nothing really to – don't overthink it. You know, going into his fifth year, you know, just trust the system and uh, be a good leader and, and, and trust your teammates. Let those guys help. There's a lot of guys that can help, so – you know, I'm not expecting anything special out of him. Just to be a good leader, have a good attitude, work hard every day, and trust that we're going to put him and the team in the best positions for us to have some success. Mm-hmm. And then just to round it out, um, you know, some other guys who started in the backcourt some games last season, Zepp Jasper and Brevin Galloway. Zepp especially, I mean, I was at the game at VCU, and I think for a freshman point guard to go into that environment and, and make it out with a win was was really impressive. So I think, and, and Brevin too, um, you know, both those guys, it seems like they've had great summers and we'll look for bigger things out of them. Yeah. You know, Zep was, um, Zep was really good last year. And, uh, you know, he started the first 15 games. We were 13 and two. And, you know, then we came off the bench the, the, the last part of the season, but he's capable of a lot more. So I think now that he is a sophomore, uh, you know, and he got an opportunity to be out on the floor more and run the team, I think he'll be able to produce more. He'll be more confident. He was a freshman. He didn't play any games before last year. And then same thing with Brevin Galloway, you know, a guy that, you know, played, he played a few little minutes uh, before last season, but it wasn't enough to make a difference. And then now he comes out this year, first-year player, played 30 minutes a game. So I think now that he can use that experience, he's a really good shooter. He's big and physical. He's in good shape. He can use that experience, and it should help him for this season. And I think his role will change. We'll try to get him the ball more. So uh, having having Zepp, Grant, and Brevin as guys that played all of those minutes returning is is a very nice thing. And then I mentioned as well as Jalen Richard, who played maybe 14 minutes a game. So you got a, a couple of good guys on the perimeter. Absolutely. And now just looking forward to uh... – to the schedule, you know, I think it's a really good home schedule uh, for Cougar fans this year. Oklahoma State and preseason top twenty-five team in VCU coming to TD Arena. 
what are your overall impressions of, of the schedule this year? Oh yeah, we got it. We got a good schedule. I mean, obviously it's challenging, uh, very challenging, but we wanted to challenge ourselves. And you know, anytime you got a challenge, it presents opportunity too. So uh, every challenge has opportunity in it. And I think, you know, with the home games uh, that we got on our schedule with VCU and Oklahoma state, uh, both of those programs are really good and, and moving up and then, um, you know, having those road games and even Georgia State uh, playing them early at home. Uh, got a good team returning. I think with those games, as well as playing at Marshall, Central Florida and Richmond, you know, uh, presents an unbelievable challenge as well as the John Wooden Classic out in California, opening up with Wake Forest got Arizona in that tournament, Providence. So, again, a lot of very good programs, a lot of very good coaches, Gonna be a lot of talent on the floor, you know. They unbelievable challenges, but again, like I said, it, there's also an opportunity in every challenge. Definitely. Well, I know it doesn't feel like it outside, but basketball is uh, just around the corner. And speaking for for fans here, we're excited for this upcoming season to, to see the guys out there again. And uh, thanks for joining me, Coach. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me on, brother. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Best of luck this season, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Look forward to it. All right. My special thanks once again to Grant Riller and Coach Earl Grant for coming on today's show. One last reminder to make sure you subscribe to this feed wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode this season. And be sure to follow us on social or by going to holycityhoops.com. Thanks for listening. and We'll see you all next week.